Welcome to the Happiness Playbook. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host of episode 129, where we'll be talking about a power play that can lift you out of depression and alleviate the suffocating force of grief, if only long enough to catch your breath for another deep dive into the abyss of despair. Such gasps of air are life-saving if you're in the throes of a devastating loss or disappointment. Even if you're not facing a terrible loss, you do not want to miss this happiness power play. But before we get to that, we need a team huddle. In last week's episode, we talked about trauma and its long-lasting emotional impact. For the play of the week, we asked you to be present and notice if you were holding on to any emotions that were brought on by trauma. Did you notice if there was a figurative tap, tap, tapping going on in your heart or head asking you to give it some attention? If so, were you able to sit with it and be present with the emotions and then let go and move past those emotions? I'm often surprised at how much relief I get from emotional pain just by giving it the attention needed to sort it out. Think of it like how it feels when you finally file that tax form that's been sitting on your desk for months, or how it feels to turn in that extra credit assignment that was easy to do, but it's been in the bottom of your backpack for weeks. Or maybe it's a belated apology you've been meaning to say, but haven't found the right moment yet. In the end, the emotional work of doing the actual task is often much less than dealing with all of the emotions surrounding thinking about doing the task. Unresolved trauma can be the same way. Addressing it may feel scary, but dealing with it will be easier than continuing to stuff it away. All right, let's get to the meat of this week's episode. Today, we're talking about bliss. We hear the phrase, blissfully unaware, or follow your bliss. But what exactly is it? I first learned about bliss in Deepak Chopra's book, Awakenings. There was a chapter dedicated to this idea of ananda, a term from the Veda, or Hindu scriptures, which describes a feeling where regular day-to-day reality takes on a sense of splendor and wonder. I love that description. I have felt that. I can just be standing outside, and right now I've got this beautiful cherry tree, and sometimes just being with it, looking at the color of pink, and appreciating the thousands and thousands of blossoms, suddenly I'm swept away in this moment of awestruck wonder. Another author, Diana Rabb, defines bliss this way. A natural direction to take to maximize your sense of joy and sense of fulfillment and performance. Another way to think of bliss is being in a state of euphoria. Hershey's even had a chocolate product called Bliss because they thought when you ate it, you would feel this sense of euphoria. Children are good at Bliss. I think they're often blissfully unaware because they're so focused on something positive, they don't see the negative around them. This power to focus in on something that they're enjoying, even in the midst of heartache and squalor, is a key ingredient to children's resilience in challenging scenarios. 
One time that I personally experienced the superpower of bliss was after my mom had died when I was newly married. That was a big year for me. I remember doing one of those psych evaluation tests where it looks at your stress levels based on life events, and my score was off the charts. Miraculously, I survived, and I credit bliss as one of the resources that got me through that very challenging time. I remember one night, my new husband, McKay, came home from work to find me sobbing in uncontrollable tears. He held me and let me cry, and after a while, as the tears slowed but were not stopping, he asked if I could think of anything that would help me feel better. I paused, I searched my soul, and then said, a hamster. I have always been an animal person, and somewhere deep inside, I knew that a furry little warm body buddy would help alleviate my sorrows. Well, my sweet husband left right then and there. He came back in 30 minutes with not one, but two hamsters. And that is the beginning of so many hamster stories. We would put them in our pockets and take them with us to the grocery store. We loved spending time with them. They would sit on our desk while we studied. There were many escapes and captures. Sometimes we would use our female Luann's open cage as bait for our male, Lou, to find his way home. One day, I came back from being out of the house for a few hours to find that Luann had escaped her cage that had been out on the balcony of our condo. I could not imagine her surviving a two-story fall, but she was not to be found on the balcony. So with a heavy heart, McKay and I went down to search the ground below. And there she was, balled up in a corner under the drain pipe. She actually ran out to us when she saw us and was uninjured. She went on to live another year after that. At one point, we had 15 hamsters, three adults and 12 babies. At that time, we were living in Edith Billen's bedroom. We had recently graduated and we moved out to the Bay Area and Edith was my husband's brother's wife's sister's husband's mother. She was the only person we knew and she was recently widowed and was looking for someone to share her home so she wasn't so lonely. It was a good fit for all of us, but we knew she would not appreciate having rodents loose in her home. So you can imagine how stressed we were when Lulu and her 12 babies escaped one day, period. It took us quite a few days to gather them up, but we eventually found all of the 13 escaped hamsters. We ended up having these hamsters for about five years. We took them with us in their cage on road trips. They came to work with us at the preschool I was running. We gave the babies away to friends. They are a key memory in those long first years of grief following the loss of my beloved mother. In my memory, they are blissful little rays of sunshine breaking through the glowering dark skies of my typical sad mood during those dark days. 
To be honest, did getting two hamsters end all of my suffering? No, but they did bring a smile to my face and even elicited laughter as we played with them and enjoyed their small mammal antics. Holding their furry little bodies with their ticklish whiskers brought me consistently bliss. Even when McKay couldn't get a smile out of me, he knew that a hamster kiss in my ear would always break the ice and make me smile, even if it was through tears. This consistent source of bliss raised me up out of the wallowing of grief for a few minutes each day and helped me find my footing to climb out of the depths of despair I was sometimes lost in. The feeling I had when I held those little furry friends was like a Red Bull shot of happy, a power punch of momentary joy, but without any of the negative side effects that other shortcuts to pleasure can have. What brings you bliss? Currently, it's my puppy. You might have heard his little jingling tags. Sometimes he is known to make noises while I'm recording. Head over to the Happiness Playbook social media on Instagram to see some posts about him. So I'm going to be sharing some pictures so you can see why he brings me bliss. He is pretty stinking cute. Now that I'm a Frenchie owner, watching other people's Frenchies on Instagram or social media can bring me bliss as well. In my mind, bliss is different than happy. It takes a little more effort on my part. It happens when I lean in and let go and play with the idea of whatever it is that's bringing me joy. This focus and abandon of self elicits a sense of profound, if momentary, joy. Kind of like the Hershey's chocolate bliss, but again, without the negative repercussions. Do you know someone who is good at bliss? Maybe they get really excited about a new movie that's coming out. Maybe they want to squeeze your puppy's face and give him a big old smooch. Those kinds of responses take letting go and playing, and they're key to experiencing bliss. We all know we should be grateful that we aren't in the middle of a huge hurricane, but we don't feel bliss about it. But if you ask the people who've recently went through some of the big storms, They will feel bliss as they reply with sincere gratitude and joy that they are so grateful to not be currently dealing with the hurricane. There is a focused intensity in bliss, and this focus and intensity are all in our control depending on our focus. We get to turn on the bliss switch when we're present and Notice the beauty and blessings all around us. And just like somebody who's not currently in a hurricane, but was recently, they're going to be more aware of their current circumstances and what they have to feel grateful for. I had an opportunity to experience regular bliss every morning for years after I had LASIK surgery done to correct my vision so that I no longer needed to wear glasses or contacts. It lasted for years, every morning when I would wake up and open my eyes and I had the realization that I did not have to reach for my glasses or deal with putting my contacts in, I would feel giddy with joy. It was a wonderful way to start my day. Nowadays, I have this cute little puppy that makes my heart sing. 
I love squeezing him and scratching his tummy. And it's such a great feeling when he reaches up, puts his little paws next to me when I'm sitting on the couch and wants me to pick him up just because he likes being with me. Oh, and he little snorts right on cue. A Buddhist leader, Thich Nan Ha. Okay, I'm going to try again. Thich Nat Han. And I don't know how the correct way of saying it is. Maybe one of those two ways was the correct way. He recognized the power of awareness in creating bliss in our day-to-day lives. He said, when we have a toothache, we would be happy not having a toothache. Toothache, But as soon as we do not have the toothache, we do not treasure the non-toothache. Bliss is about treasuring something. Most of us every day could treasure or celebrate the fact that we don't have a toothache. Or for the people who have experienced a hurricane, they might treasure the fact that they're not dealing with a life-threatening scenario currently. When we do this, when we treasure something in our current circumstances with real energy and joy, we create bliss. There's also another way to think of bliss. There's a saying, follow your bliss. This is about learning what brings you true joy, not just a passing amusement or distraction. Listening to our heart's desires is what will lead us to what we're meant to do with our combined talents, opportunities, and resources. Some explain following your bliss as finding your calling in life. Adults will often ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sometimes children will make choices of what to be based on the desires of others. This can stifle their true happiness. Instead, When children follow their bliss and develop skills and talents based on their strengths and interests, amazing results occur. Sometimes it's not clear what we'll end up doing, but as we follow our inclinations and desires to do good, we'll be led to our greatest potential. Personally, I think Elon Musk is a great example of following your bliss. I don't know that he started out as a child thinking that he would be running Twitter or developing Tesla cars, but I think he had an idea and a determination to go out into the world and change it in some powerful ways. From a young age, I wanted to help others. When the time came to consider what career I would choose, being a psychologist or counselor made sense because I wanted to work with youth. I got my bachelor's in psychology, anticipating getting a master's in marriage and family counseling. But then life happened. My mom died, and after a few years of working, I started my family and never went back to school. This desire to help young people never left me, though, and I was involved in lots of service through my church and other organizations over the years. And then Take Note Troop happened. I never planned on directing theater, but here I was doing just that. And guess what? Every week when I would go to rehearsals and meet with a cast of teenagers, I felt bliss. Even in the midst of some severe, chronic, long-term depression, 
I could still manage to attend TNT every week because I felt purpose in it and I felt this spark of bliss. Over the years, I found myself offering counsel and direction to the youth that I direct in theater in more ways than just for a theatrical scene. Following my bliss led me to a way of contributing that I never imagined or aspired to, but I had to let go of my previous ideas about how I would make contributions in the world. I had to let go of some of my goals, such as going back to school. I had to realize that maybe that goal was a means to an end, but the real end was serving youth. And I was already doing just that without the degree that I had originally thought I would need. What messages are you getting that are nudging you towards your bliss? Being present and aware of what brings you true joy is a good place to start evaluating what things are of true value in your life. If we find we're chasing things because of external pressures instead of our own inner desires, we would be better served to let go and move in the direction we feel joyful about. Be careful, though, of the counterfeit of pleasure instead of true bliss or real joy. In the Buddhist tradition, there's an an idea called sukha. This is a Sanskrit word meaning happiness, pleasure, ease, joy, or bliss. But it's about more than fleeting pleasure. It's about true or genuine long-lasting happiness, the kind of peaceful joy that, unlike pleasure, does not depend on externalities and circumstances beyond our control. This feeling of sukha is at the heart of bliss and is the kind of joy that gives us the resolve and strength to manage the challenges of life. The Chinese idea of yin and yang is that there are opposite but interconnected forces at work. This idea is depicted in the image of opposing black and white teardrop shapes confined in a circle, connected and opposed to one another at the same time. I love this image that so masterfully depicts how it can't be all good. There needs to be balance. We can't be in a constant state of bliss. So much of bliss is gratitude, but if we're always at ease, we would be slow to recognize that we have something to feel grateful for. Therefore, we need opposition. Remember Thick Not Han's observation? When we have a toothache, we would be happy not having a toothache. But as soon as we do not have the toothache, we do not treasure the non-toothache. So suffering and hardship plays a role in experiencing bliss. We are quick to forget our misfortunes, and this makes us less grateful for our good fortune. So our misfortunes can be a reminder to help us be more celebratory of the positive in our lives. The cycle of yin and yang helps us remember to cherish the good as we experience the challenging as well as the good times. Currently here in Northern California, 
It's sunny after months of gray days and rain. It's easy to wish it would always be blue skies, but that leads to drought. We need the gray skies to replenish the water needs in our region. We need the yin and the yang. So we can let go of the gloom and still blissfully celebrate the sunshine when it comes while still valuing the rain. In an article from Psychology Today called The Art of Bliss, the authors share that bliss can be even more than just a positive state of mind. Quote, Finding one's bliss is not only a state that brings with it a great sense of peace, happiness, and well-being, but also encompasses emotional and physical health, unquote. In his book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, Bernie Segal shares that people who manage their anger and despair typically do not get sick. His findings have led him to believe that happy people tend to stay healthier than those that are unhappy. He says, quote, One's attitude towards oneself is the single most important factor in healing and staying well. Those who are at peace with themselves and their immediate surroundings have far fewer serious illnesses than those who are not, unquote. And so, finding our bliss is not only about feeling peaceful and happy and having a sense of well-being, it can also affect our physical health and well-being. That's why bliss is definitely a power play in our happiness playbook. So for this week's play of the week, I want you to go get some. When something sparks your happy, be it a puppy, a small rodent's ticklish whiskers, or seeing a patch of blue skies after days of rain, I want you to lean in with enthusiasm and love it. Cherish the happy thought and treasure the idea or moment that brings the smile to your face. Let go and play with the spark of happiness and fan it into flames of joy by flexing your emotions into a feeling of intense gratitude and bright happiness. Then take a deep breath and savor the feeling and bask in the bliss you've just created. Let me know how it goes for you. I love your feedback. I want to hear if these challenges are helpful. I want to share a big thank you to Audrey for sharing a sweet note with me about how much play theory has meant in her life. I have definitely seen the difference the application of the play theory principles can make in someone's life, but it's hard for me to see it when I'm not in the room with you. So if it's making a difference, please give us a shout out on social media. Follow us on the Happiness Playbook on Instagram. And my favorite way for you to let me know that you're out there is by leaving a review on iTunes. Just scroll down in the app where the episodes are listed till you see the five stars. It's so easy to click on five stars. And if you've got a minute, click on the write a review and then tell us what you think of the podcast. Reading those reviews always brings me bliss. So thank you for that. All right. Keep up the good work. Just like our physical health requires focus and effort so does our mental health. Thanks for making Play Theory and the Happiness Playbook a part of your happiness practice. Remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you make happen. And bliss is a huge part of that. Let's go, Team Happy. You've got this.